Good morning, good morning. This is Reverend Nelsina Yancey White with Yancey Family Ministries. So glad to be with you another blessed Saturday morning for this is the day that the Lord has made and we will, I said we will, rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I'm excited that he's given me one more day with brand new mercy. I want to start my shout out starting with my loving husband, Reverend Johnny White, pastor of Olive Grove Missionary Baptist Church. And good morning to our Olive Grove Church family. Also, good morning to my honoree sponsors, Brother Larry Downey and his lovely wife, Linda. I have so much I want to share with you today. And I pray that you all is well in your life. Amen. I pray that you're grateful for being as well as it is. For I have learned and God is consistently teaching me how to be grateful in the midst of of it all. Amen. I'm still in Luke 17, 15 through 16. Again, Luke 17, 15 through 16. I might throw in a few other verses here and there, and I might play music if time allows me, but I'm still dealing with the 10 lepers. Amen. It's just being ministering to me. And verse 15 reads, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Amen. And I've been using as a subject when nothing else matters. Amen. When nothing else matters. And, and what does matter mean? Uh, one of the definitions is to be of importance. Um, it's significant. Um, but you have, we in our Christian walk have to decide what is important. Amen. And what is significant to us. Um, and Christ wants to be first and foremost. Amen. He wants us to put him above everything else. He wants to be our all in all. He wants to be our everything. He wants us to be the breath that he breathed because he is, amen. He is our strength. Um, he is our peace. He is all that we need and he's more than enough, amen. But when nothing else matters in our lives, and, and I can't stress that enough, um, and for 2023, I'm trying to get a good grip on the things that are important to me in my life. And more importantly, what is important to my soul's salvation? What is in crucial to my walk with the Lord? What should my mind be? How should I behave? And definitely how should my state of mind be in my actions? Uh, what am I going to portray? And what do I want people to see in terms of my salvation? Amen. But when nothing else matters, I kept thinking about that one leopard. It says verse 15 and one, come on somebody. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed and I said, nothing else matter. What would make him turn back? Amen. The other nine kept going and did what the Lord said. He said, go show yourselves unto the priest. Come on somebody. So they were being obedient what the Lord said, but one, but one of them, 
when he saw that he was healed, what would make him go back? And I talked about this last Saturday, and I want to just go a little deeper with that because I was intrigued and I noticed that um, verse 18, um, he said, um, let's go to verse 17. And Jesus answered, said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? And the disciples said in verse 18, there are none found. There is not one one found that returned to give glory, save this stranger. Uh, and then they also said in verse 16, they called him a Samaritan. And I kept thinking, I said, well, he probably turned back because he realized uh, what had happened. First of all, that he was healed because that's what the text says. But then he realized that he wasn't worthy of the healing for he was a stranger. Come on, somebody. That he was a Samaritan. He wasn't even considered one that was was holy. Come on, somebody. Um, he knew that his life and how he's his how he was labeled. Amen. He was labeled as a Samaritan, and they called him a stranger to his face. Amen. Because he was worshiping God when they said called him stranger. But when you know that you've been counted out by people, when people label you, and God comes through and heal you and save you, you understand that He did it in spite of what your enemies were doing to you, in spite of how society were treating you that he saw you in the midst of the worship. Amen. In the midst of giving him thanks, he saw you. Amen. And, and, and that even when before all of the worship started to happen, God had mercy on him because that's what they asked him to do. A master have mercy on us. They knew that um, if he's truly the son of God, he don't care about what my life was about. Come on. He don't care who my mom and daddy is. He don't care where I was born and how I was raised. If I said have mercy on me. He delivers. Amen. And then he realized, and I can imagine in that moment that there was a lot going on in his mind that I won't even worthy to be healed, but he healed me. I won't even worthy for him to stop when I called out, but he did. And I am going to worship him when nothing else matters. When you realize that all of a sudden who you are doesn't matter and God came to your rescue when nothing else matters first to Christ and who I was and the sin in my life and the things I have done in my past that that didn't even matter to God that he came to my rescue I am going to worship him amen I'm going to glorify him. I'm going to stop and I'm going to put everything else aside. My own desires, I'm going to put them aside. What I want, I'm going to put it aside. Come on, somebody. Who I want to be, I'm going to put that aside. Um, how people treat me and what they call me, I'm going to put that aside because nothing else matters and I'm going to worship him. Amen. I pray that that helps somebody because so many times we call on the Lord. We're not even worthy to call on his name. We're not even worthy. Come on. We have no reason to ask for, for mercy because we're in the state we're in because of the decisions that we have made. It was our choice to do what we did and we did it boldly. Come on, somebody. We knew, we know we were disobeying God. We know that we won't do what he told us to do. We know that we've been contrary most of our lives. And when we cry out and say, how? Have mercy on me and he heals you and he delivers you and he saved your sin sick soul and he brings you out of darkness into the marvelous light and he has mercy on you nothing else matters the life I lived before 
and the things that I wanted out of this life, that even the patterns, the cycle of behavior that I had, that don't even matter anymore. I don't even want to do the things that I used to do because that no longer matters. It is no longer important and significant in my life. What is, is that I continue in a relationship that I get to know the one that saved me, that I get to know the one that healed me, that I get to know the one that delivered me, that I get to know the one that saw me and came to my rescue. Nothing else matters than me getting to know him. And then me, I get to walk with him and I get to talk with him and nothing else matters because of what he did for me. Nothing else matters than for me to serve him. Whew, that gets all over me because I know where he's brought me from. And when I enter the house of worship and in my day-to-day walk, I can't let anything else matter than me being a servant unto him. And for me causing others to come to him and for me to draw others and for me to be a witness for what he's done in my life. Nothing matters other than my testimony of how good God has been to me. There's other things I could be talking about. I could be backbiting and talking about people and gossiping, but I would rather talk about the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for me. Nothing else matters. I know we're in a society where we're just pulling down people's reputation and we're tearing them apart and we're degrading them with our mouths and with our deeds. What can I do to make them look bad? And what can I say to make them look bad and me look good? This is the world we live in. But when we get to the place that nothing else matters than me telling people about the goodness of the Lord, nothing else matters. And I kept looking at the text and one other word that stopped out, that sort of jumped out at me is one, one of them, one. I can be the one. I want to encourage us as I wrap this up. I know I'm coming to my end that we be the one. I know everybody else and what they're doing, that they're out here in this worldly behavior in this worldly thinking, operating, walking in the flesh and not in the spirit, but I will be the one. I know what all my friends are doing. I know what my cliques in the church is doing, but I can, come on, I'm going to be peculiar. I'm going to be the one. Then I know everybody else in the church is sitting down trying to be entertained, but I'm going to be the one that's going to lift my hands. I'm going to stand to my feet because he has given me the victory. Come on, somebody. I will be the one. When others are being spectators, thank you, God. I will be the one that will clap my hands. I will be the one that will shout hallelujah. I will be the one that said, thank you, Jesus. I will be the one that said, Lord, I love you. I will be the one that's going to exalt his name. I will be the one, even if I'm all by myself, I will be the one. When everybody else is looking to be entertained in the house of worship, when everybody else is saying, well, I don't like that song. I wanted them to sing blah, blah, blah. I will be the one that don't care if they say Jesus wept over a hundred times. They said Jesus saved me a hundred million times. And every Sunday, I will be the one that will join them in worship. I will be the one to give God the glory. 
Don't matter what the song is. If they singing about my Lord and Savior and how good he is, I will be the one that will dance in the sanctuary. I will be the one that will glorify him in the midst of the saints. I will be the one. And so, and so busy we looking, so, so easy we get caught up in what everybody else is doing. In the direction everybody else is going. The Bible warned us that broad is the way to destruction. Many are there. Amen. Many. The word of God said many are there. But I will be the one. I want to wrap this up with being the one. Because again, it's easy to follow the crowd and do what the majority is doing. Come on, even in our conference meeting, you got to go with the majority. That's just, a, that's just a way to do certain things. But when it comes to serving, woo, our Lord and Savior, when it comes to our praise, when it comes to our thanksgiving unto him, when it comes to us being obedient to his word, when it comes to us having that time with him, I know everybody else is busy out in the streets and out in the marketplace. But I will be the one when everybody else is going over here. I will be the one to stay in my prayer closet. Come on. When everybody else is having a good time and they saying that Christ, you know, the Bible even tells us a false prophet. Prophet, when they say the Lord is over here, it warns us. I will be the one to stay with the true and living king. Come on, when everybody's flocking over here to this church or flocking over here to this way of worship, I will stay with what the word of God is telling me to do. And when everybody else is going against somebody, I will stay in the walk and the love and fellowship of what I'm supposed to be doing as a child of God. I'm telling you, this is a time that where we have to say nothing else matters than pleasing God. He has done marvelous things in my life. Come on. It's marvelous in my eyes. And I dare not withhold my praise. I dare not get caught up in the strife and the backbiting and the murdering. Come on, somebody. In the ways of the things of this world. I dare not let it draw me out of my secret place. I dare not allow the enemy and everything he throw against me to be an offense against my God. I don't care how much he slay me. I will trust him and I will praise him and I will worship him because I know that if he has allowed this to be, it is for my good. He will turn it for my good. And that's why I praise him in advance. I know it gets heavy sometimes, but I've learned to lift my hands anyway. I've learned to be the one that will give him glory, that will magnify his name, that will exalt him above everything going on in my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in today and spending time with me. Um, I want to tell you that you can find me on YouTube and I also have started a podcast. I forgot to tell you that in the beginning, but I will share more information next Saturday. Thank you for tuning in and remember today and throughout every day, rejoice and be glad. God loves you.